Hi guys, this is Grace Wong from Faith Collides, and you're about to hear a speech Jeremy Lin gave over the summer on Good TV, a Taiwanese Christian TV station. Jeremy Lin had just won the NBA championship with the Toronto Raptors, but he did not get re-signed for the next season due to his performance. So it was pretty clear Jeremy was at the tail end of his career with the NBA. And yet, Jeremy still wanted to speak in front of thousands of Taiwanese fans about how he was putting his faith and hope in someone and something beyond his circumstance. I was personally inspired to keep going with this podcast and thought more listeners would enjoy listening to his speech with good TV without the Chinese translation. Wherever you are in your career or faith, hope you're blessed by listening to it. Every year I do this, I share just about my faith. And this year, I'm just going to talk a lot about this past year. The title is The Waiting Game, and I'm going to talk about dream chasing. Who here thinks they know what my ultimate dream? Just yell it. Better than Steph Curry. All right, any other guesses? MVP, okay. Play with my little brother, that's a good one, but that's not my ultimate dream. My whole career, I've always just wanted to be the player that I know I can be. And honestly, besides the health of my family and friends, there isn't that much else that I really want to achieve. I never cared that much about money or fame. I've always wanted to just be the player that I know I could be. You know, for me, this journey uh, in the NBA, it's been a long journey. And I feel like I've never cheated the process. But my, my path hasn't always been that easy. And I feel like for me, I've taken a lot of hits and I've taken hit after hit after hit. And even in these situations, I feel like I always just get get back on my feet. And so, you know, after Linsanity, uh, there are a lot of tough things that happened in, in Houston, in LA, and a lot of details that the public doesn't know. I finally got that opportunity in Brooklyn. And again, it goes back to my ultimate dream. I had a chance to be the player that I thought I could be. And I had one year of injury, two years of injury, and this is in the middle of my prime. And then last summer, out of nowhere, a trade. And I got traded to the worst team in the Eastern Conference. And so uh, that's a tough place because, you know, they're rebuilding. And if you're not young, you don't really fit in. And in the basketball world, I'm really old. And so finally, I, I proved that I can come back from my knee injury. And I got a chance to go to Toronto. And in, in Toronto, I really had a, a 12 to 15 game stretch where it, it would make or break my time there. And up until this point, man, if I could just tell you the excitement that I had for that opportunity. Why? Because I, I've been waiting. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. I, I've waited maybe eight years for this opportunity since Insanity. The average NBA career is less than five years. And during this stretch, I, I played, uh, I had the worst shooting of my entire career. And I missed 17 threes in a row and so on and so forth. You guys probably know it better than me. And when the playoffs came around, I, I, I didn't get a chance to play anymore. But we won a championship. And I thought to myself, you know what, it's okay. I'll take this hit and I'll get back up. I got my first year in after injury, and, and I know what it's like, and next season is going to be a lot different. Uh, but then free agency came around, and this was the last straw that broke the camel's back. And uh, yeah.
，我已经准备好了。Life is hard because I, I've always wanted to do things the right way, and I've given more of myself to God every single year, and every year it gets harder. And in English, there's a saying, and it says, "Once you hit rock bottom, the only way is up." But I, rock bottom just seems to keep getting more and more rock bottom for me. And so, free agency has been tough, because I feel like, in in some ways, the NBA has kind of given up on me. And I always knew if I gave anybody a reason to doubt, they would. And、uh, after the season, I had to get ready for this Asia trip, and it was the last thing I wanted to do, because I knew for six weeks I would have to just put on a smile. I would have to talk about a championship that I don't feel like I really earned. I have to talk about a future that I don't know if I want to have, and honestly, it's, it's just—it's embarrassing and it's tough. I've always wanted to come back and be that image of triumph of God working miracles through me. But it seems like every year I get on this stage, I just—I just talk about suffering. And I came into the NBA a, a young, brash kid who thought I was going to take over the world. And nowadays, I spend more time thinking about quitting. I always tell myself, if I have a son, I don't want him to make the NBA. You don't have to deal with fame. You don't have to deal with living your life and having all your failures on display to the whole world. And my biggest question goes to God: Why would you give me all this? Why would you give me everything just to leave me out to dry? Especially when I've, when I'm not, I'm not perfect, but I'm doing everything I can to give God everything of myself. And the reality is, my life isn't even the worst. A lot of you guys here are going through something even worse. And a lot of you guys here, you guys know what it means to have your dreams crushed. These days, I try not to dream because I feel like if I dream about it, God definitely won't give it to me. And I know that a lot of you guys, you guys just feel hopeless in some situations. It might be your marriage, it might be your friendships, it might be school, it might be your life purpose. I don't know what it is, but a lot of you guys are like me. You're waiting. Actually,、uh, just give me a show of hands for some, for if you can relate to what I'm saying right now. You can raise it high. I think the purpose for this is is more for me than for you, because <laughs> sometimes you just need to know that other people are going through what you're going through too. And so I came here tonight with three basic points. And when I say they're they're basic, they're really really basic. Number one, don't give up. There's work and there's pain in the waiting, but it reveals your character. Don't give up. See, every morning, even on this trip, I train. I train a lot. I train more than in pretty much everybody else. I've been around a lot of NBA players, and I have no problem making this statement. And I work a lot on my shot. And when I needed it the most, none of that hard work paid off. And I see other players who don't have to work that hard, and it just—they shoot well, they improve. It is what it is. And I try to be the best. You know, I try to be a great teammate. I try to be a great person to the staff. I, I try to carry myself the right way. But in the end, 
that doesn't really seem to matter that much either. Because it's not like anybody's, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just, all right, thank you, that was great, but on to the next. When push comes to shove, it doesn't seem like I'm getting the benefit of the doubt. And I try to live in a way that is glorifying to God. And who I am away from the lights and the cameras is who I am in front of the lights and the cameras, or at least I try to be. And I know a lot of people that aren't. But again, it doesn't really seem to matter because at the end of the day, it's just what public perception is. And so in all, these, in all this waiting, there's pain and there is work. But for those of you who are waiting, I'm here to just tell you don't give up. For those of you who are working hard but you don't see results, don't give up. To those of you guys who are chasing God but you don't feel his presence, don't give up. And I told God, I said, man, if you want me to get up here and cry in front of everybody, I will. Because if the most powerful thing I can do is not to be a great player on the court, but to get up here and share every last one of my failures with you. And if, if that's what it means to not give up, then I'll do it. And I just want to encourage you guys, don't disqualify yourself from what God wants to do in your life by giving up. And even when the hits keep coming and it seems like the last one, you couldn't take anymore and another one comes, another one comes, another one comes, another one comes, and you keep thinking that's the last one I can take, don't give up. David waited seven years, Joseph waited 13 years, Abraham waited 25 years, Noah waited 120 years, Jesus waited 30 years, all for three years of ministry. Waiting is part of your journey. See, God's power has never been the issue. He can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants. God can make me as good of a player in a snap of a finger, but it's not about what God can do. It's that in the waiting, you make sure that you continue to fight each and every single day. And that leads me to my second point, don't give in. Because in your waiting, there is purpose. And the wait, it reveals your fears. And God never wastes your pain. I'm gonna say that again, God never wastes your pain. See, God's job isn't just to make you happy. He's to make you more and more like Christ Jesus. And that's why he puts you in the desert. And the desert is what I'm talking about. That's what I've been in for the last eight years. In the U.S., there's, there's someone who refers to the desert as God's killing field. And in this desert, he kills everything that doesn't matter. And he reveals all your fears and all the things that you don't want to come face to face with. And when you get to that point where you are just broken until you get on your knees and all you can do is cry... When he takes away those things that you thought mattered and, and, and all those things that you held so tightly, that's when he has your attention. There is purpose in your waiting. My fear for my career has always been to not be the player that I knew I could be. And now I'm face to face with that. And I'm at a place where I have no choice to be, to, but to be completely dependent on God. But the reality is the, the only way to reach your destination, the destination that God's planned for you, that the only way to get there is through the desert. And so as you guys find the purpose in your waiting, don't give in to fears, don't give in to lies, don't give in to wrong thoughts. Because the most powerful vessel for Christ is the emptiest vessel. And my last point, what's your don't lose hope. My points are really, really smart, right? That's why I made it into Harvard. Don't give up, don't give in, don't lose hope. But y'all... Hope. At the end of the day, when we're all waiting, what's that one thing that we need? Hope. If there's no hope, there's no point.
You're waiting because you think that it can get better. You're waiting because you feel like things can change. And so I'm going to talk, actually, I'm going to talk a lot about hope today. But I'm going to start with the gospel message. Raise your hands. How many, people, how many of you guys know the gospel message? Okay, less than I expected. All right, so I'll spend a little more time. The gospel message, uh, we've all sinned and we've all made mistakes. And because God is perfect, we are divided. We are separated. Um, our sin and his holiness, perfect holiness, we're separated. But God, our loving father, as a perfect judge, had to, someone had to pay the penalty for our sins. And so he sent his only son, Jesus, to this earth. And Jesus came to this earth perfect, but he died and was crucified on the cross and took the wrath and the penalty and the punishment for all of our sins. And on the third day, he rose from the dead. And he showed that he had power over death. And if we, had, and if we choose to ask for repentance and forgiveness of sins, we will receive eternal life. And that's why I'm on this stage. That's why John's here on this stage. That's why a lot of us do what we do. It's because God's given me a, a free gift of grace. And if I can, I want to live. I want to play basketball. I want to speak in a way where I can tell people about that. And the reality is, is if I didn't have a relationship with God, I probably would have quit a long time ago. Because in all these obstacles that I've been talking about, he's the one that's been giving me strength. And so when we talk about the gospel message, the reason why I want to talk about the gospel message is because I want to talk specifically about the death of Jesus on the cross. And when you talk about hope, a lot of it is you need freedom from certain things. You need free for me, like I need freedom from my fear. I need freedom from my disappointments. I need freedom from a lot of things. And from that freedom, I'm going to get my hope. And when Jesus was crucified, he was nailed to the cross in his hands and his feet. The hands, they represent what we do. The feet, they represent where we're going to go. And in this death, his wounds in his hands and his feet, they represent freedom from our sins. What we've done, where we've gone, what we're going to do, where we're going to go. And so that's the first type of wound that talks about the first type of freedom. The second one, before he got crucified, they took a whip and they whipped him on the back 39 times, 39 lashes. And there were rocks and there were pieces of glass and there were thorns and it would literally go into his back and as they pulled it out, it would rip out chunks of his flesh. And this wound that he had on his back, this represents freedom in our body. The sickness that we may have, the physical ailments that we have, in e despite having these things, if we trust in Jesus, we can still have freedom and hope from them. That doesn't mean every sick person is going to be healed. Just like once you believe in Jesus, it doesn't mean you'll never sin again. But it doesn't hold you captive, and you can find freedom. The next wound that Jesus took for us was on his head, the crown of thorns. And this represents freedom in our mind. Some of us were going through things, whether it's depression, loneliness, anxiety, mental health. But in Jesus, you can have freedom in your mind. Again, it doesn't mean that everyone's going to be healed, but it does mean that we can trust God with everything that happens. And the last one, the last wound, when they were crucified on the cross, after a while, people would stab them in the rib area. And the fluid that comes out would let them know whether that person was still alive or not. And when Jesus was stabbed in the rib area, they found that he was already dead. And actually how he died was from a ruptured heart. And this is the last wound. And, you, and, and what it represents is freedom from emotions, freedom from broken hearts. 
And this one speaks the most true to me. Because I come here before you with a very broken heart. And I know that I might never be the player that I thought I could be. Actually, if you're looking at it, odds are I won't. But I know that I still have freedom. And that's what I'm here to tell you today. And that's why I want to tell you, don't lose hope. Because when you know who you are, it doesn't matter who you're not. And the Bible, it has a lot of promises in the Bible. It says God won't abandon you. It said God, God turns all things for good for those who love him. It says if you draw near to God, he will draw near to you. It says if you wait on the Lord, you will have strength. See, having freedom doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect. But in your relationship with God, you can overcome everything. And the greatest hope that we have is that once we pass from this earth, we will have eternal life. And I remember, you know, uh, sometimes I do things last minute. And every summer, Pastor John is always, you know, two, two, three weeks out. He's like, how's your testimony coming along? And, uh, you know, it's usually last minute, but this year is really last minute. I think he just got his paper, like, this what? afternoon. But I told him, I said, hey, this year, I'm going to give it to you really late. And it's because I couldn't, I couldn't get myself to write this testimony. Every time I paused to think, I would just cry. I don't normally cry, even though it might not seem like it. But the week before I left for this Asia trip, I broke down three times. And I was just, I'm, I'm just confused and sad and mad and all those emotions. But if there's one thing that I could be for you guys, I just want to be an example of someone who never gave up on God. If that means this upcoming season, it gets even worse, then hopefully I'll have the guts to get back up here and say the same thing again next year. And so I just want to let you guys know, I'm going to be right here fighting with you. And I'm going to be running that same race of life. What's that hashtag that you guys made for me when I got injured? Never done. Never done. And so that's the bulk of everything I had to share, to you, share with you guys tonight. And I don't want you guys to look at me and, and think that I'm so great and I'm so faithful and I'm so, you know, bold. When you look at me, the only thing I want you to think about is... The God that he serves must be really worth it because he really is. And so I just want to close with a little bit of a response time. So I said, don't give up, don't give in, don't lose hope. But the, there's nothing in there that really is a do. And so the one thing that I want to encourage you guys in terms of doing is to just put one foot in front of the other. Because when I think about my whole journey and I think about next season and the season after, it, it's overwhelming. So what do I do? I just focus on today, right now. And I put one foot in front of the other. And I, if I have to lift that foot up to put it down in front, then I will. And tomorrow morning, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to do the same thing. And I'm just going to keep taking one step at a time. Cancel. And it looks pretty dark in front of me right now. But I know that if I'm holding on to God, I don't need to see where I'm going. The only thing I need to do is hold on to his hand and walk one step at a time wherever he leads me. Jeremy goes on to ask if anyone wants to take a step of faith. To watch more, go to the bonus content of our website to access the Good TV video. Thanks for listening.